Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the National Podcast Association. Today's Autistic Moment is always a free-to-listen-to podcast that gives autistic adults access to important information, helps us learn about our barriers to discover the strengths and tools we already have to use for the work of self-advocacy. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. For over 50 years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been honored to support Minnesota's autism community. Visit them online at AUSM.org. Please go to the new podcast episodes page of todaysautisticmoment.com where you will find all the shows and download the program scripts with all of the hyperlinks I mentioned on each show and the interview transcripts, which include the transcripts for this episode. Interview transcripts for 2022 are sponsored by Minnesota Independence College and Community. If you want to listen to any previously published shows and see the program scripts and interview transcripts, go to the episode index page. Also, be sure to follow today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Please join today's Autistic Moment community group page on Facebook where you can talk with me and other listeners. You can find the videos from the most recent Autistic Voices Roundtable discussions, Stop the Shock, and the Dangers of Medical Myths by subscribing to today's Autistic Moment's YouTube channel. The next Autistic Voices Roundtable discussion will be on October 19th at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, entitled Busting the Myth About Empathy. Another myth about autistic people is that we lack empathy. Each autistic person has our own unique way of experiencing and expressing empathy. In fact, a lot of autistics have what we call double empathy. I am seeking autistic individuals to join me and other panelists during this live virtual discussion as we bust the myth about autistics having no empathy. Please send me an email if you want to participate. This episode completes the Summer of Self-Care series for 2022. My guests, Becca Lori Hector, Zephyr James, and I have been talking together about some key areas where autistics need to be taking care of ourselves. Self-care during seasonal depression, sensory overload or meltdown, and during a crisis were topics that are common to many autistic adults. The topic for this installment is just as relevant for our personal and mental health. Over the past three to four years, the politics in the United States has become more polarized. There has been a rapid increase of violent rhetoric, hate crimes, and decisions that affect everyone's lives. When it comes to autism and other disabilities, there is always something more important than addressing ableism for politicians and political parties to focus their money and energy on. Equal rights protections for all groups of people are usually a part of debates and campaigns, but when it comes to actual action and change, many efforts to move forward are stalled by lobbying groups paying a lot of money to interfere with progress. Even if laws are passed, they can always be overturned like what happened with Roe v. Wade. Ideally, our elections process is supposed to work to change all of that, The end result is usually about the same. No one really wins. Two years ago, during 2020, we were dealing with everyone being quarantined because of COVID-19. 
we were hearing bad news on top of bad news every single day. Our elections process was in shambles and out of control. I know there are a lot of other autistic adults out there besides myself who get so overwhelmed by what happens during an election year. Becca, Lori, Hector, and I are here today to talk about how to set good boundaries for ourselves so that we can sift through what things are important for us to take care of ourselves during this time of election chaos. We invite you to listen in on our talk about how we can take control of what we take in, how we make decisions about what we want to do, can do, and or cannot do. Our suggestions include remembering that we are autistic adults who can make decisions for ourselves even when others are infantilizing us. Autistic adults can and should decide to communicate an emphatic no to others who want to condescend and manipulate us by putting our autistic needs before their agendas. We want our conversation to empower you as an individual autistic adult to look after yourselves and other autistic adults through the many strengths we have. Please stay tuned after this first commercial break when Becca, Lori, Hector, and I will share some ideas for self-care during an election year. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at miccommunity.org. Life Managing You or are you managing your life? Do you want to find more peace in your life? For many of our clients, self-care is a key to success. Skill building and feedback is essential for self-care. Looking for life coaching helps provide structure through our person-centered approach that has demonstrated growth for many of our clients. If you or a loved one needs help with structure and strategies around self-care, please visit us at www.lookingforwardlc.org, email us at info at lookingforwardlc.org, or call us at 612-504-7414. Self-care and resiliency can help you weather the storms of life. Looking for life coaching helps change stumbling blocks of life into stepping stones toward success. Welcome back. And now it is my privilege to welcome my special guest, 
Becca Laurie Hector. Becca, welcome back. And I just want to say a huge thank you for all that you've been doing this summer with this Summer of Self-Care series. Um, the shows that we've done together have been so well received. So welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Well, the last topic, and I picked this because we're in the middle of an election year. And I chose this in specifically because I remember two years ago in the middle of 20, the 2020 elections, which was probably, I'll speak for myself, the most stressful election year I've ever seen. Um, you know, and the thing is, I get a feeling that I'm not the only one. We get email after email, ad after ad. We are getting... TV messages, social media messages, we're getting all of this stuff thrown at us from all sides. Um, and before I continue with this, I just want to reassure my audience here. Uh, if you go to my todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash podcast hyphen episodes forward slash do's don'ts forward slash I specifically say I don't discuss on the show or in email communications, politics, political parties, politicians, or participate in political debates. We are not, we just want to be very clear, we are not endorsing any political parties here. We are not here to encourage you who to vote for. We're just here to talk about how stressful an election year can be on us autistics for the various reasons that they are. So, um, you know, we need to talk about this self-care because boy, like I said, two years ago, I felt like I was at the, at the pinnacle of stress. It just was too much. And so, um, once again, I want to give our, our audience, especially those who are autistic, some good tips for taking care of yourself to being careful of overload and, and all of the stress that comes right at you. So let's talk about this topic. Um, I think my audience is going to appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about what important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about when we speak about self-care during an election year? Uh, for me, I would say, um, it really comes down to input. And I say that and I choose that word because it's very clear. It, it definitely means something that you have control over, right? So input and what you allow into your brain, what you allow into your um, physical space, right? Any of those things, right, um, is in your control. Whether you say, yes, that can be on my Facebook feed or no, I don't watch that on TV or, um, you know, yes, I listen to that podcast, right? Right. Those are your choices about input. Um, and what happens to us in an election year is that we are inundated with information, right? Yep. It's not a little bit of information about politics. It's a lot of information right. about politics, right? Yep. Uh, and if you're not someone who's politically inclined, if you're not someone who um, is that follows politics very closely, right? Um, you know, it can be stressful because you don't know enough right, about what's going on out there and everyone's talking about it, right? The other right. hand, you can be someone for whom politics is a special interest and it's all you want to do is engage and, and this political year is a great year for you because there's never ending fodder to talk about, right? Um, right. So it creates a different way to have, you know, overload in your input, right? There's mm -hmm. too much, right? And so what we need to think about is a balance in our input and what that means is going to be different for all of us. I personally um, haven't been involved in politics in a very long time. Um, I'm really disappointed with the way that our political system runs. And so I'm not somebody who follows it closely. Um, part of it is that it makes me feel unempowered as a human being. Like I don't feel as though the things that I'm doing or reading about or whatever don't make me feel better as a person. It doesn't make me feel like I'm in control in my life or that the decisions I make matter. And it feels very frustrating from that perspective. Um, also, there are a lot of things that I do like to talk about with people whom I may not agree with on a topic of politics, right? But that doesn't mean that um, I can't engage with them on some other topic, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so it's about deciding how much of that you want in your life and then deciding where that information is going to come from. And I think that's the next level of this conversation. Which input do I choose becomes then the next choice, right? Um, If you're not careful, you could be watching and listening to things that are very one-sided and not hearing the other side of things, right? If you're not depending on where you get your news from. So making those decisions about this is the news channel that I will follow, this is the one that I'll follow a little less but check in on or whatever, right? Um, Or deciding, you know, this year I'm not having a great mental health year. I don't think I'm going to participate at all, right? All of those are valid ways, but that's about taking control of the input that you have control over, which is all of this, right? Yeah. And I always say it begins there. Because if you're not from the get-go being aware of what you're taking in, it's very easy to get caught up in it and think that that's all that's going on in the world, right? Um, Especially if you live here in America, we tend to get very American-centric news here. And so we will be overtaken by our elections and we'll have no idea what's going on in the rest of the world. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I read a great book about compassion. And um, it made uh, they the authors there made a great a great point in the book that has a lot to do with what's happening what happens during an election year, and they pointed out that the media is often bombarding our senses. They're just on them, on them, on them all the time with the news, the news flow that comes in. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, speaking for myself and others who, who are in the ages where we remember that the only place you got news from was a newspaper, radio, television, maybe a magazine. And that was all the internet, which is something we all love. And we're grateful that it's out there. It's also increase the capacity of how much information and how quickly that information flows. So one of the things we want to stress here, if you don't want to follow something, that is okay. (laughs) It is okay to say, no, I'm not following that. It includes a Facebook page, Twitter page, whatever it, it happens to be. your friends also, by the it, way, yes. right? There are people yep. in our lives, family members sometimes, that can uh, be overwhelming to us in an election year, right? And so feel okay taking that space if you need that space from yep. those people too. Yeah, including putting your, sometimes putting your headphones on is a good way of letting them know. Mm-hmm. No, you know, just put your headphones on. That's okay. Yep. Yeah, it is absolutely okay to turn things off. Uh, because in my description of the show, I said, you know, one of the things that happens is that you're already bombarded and then you've got people around you expressing their opinions and it's not helping because you're already, t- even after you told them, I am already tired. Can we please mm-hmm. not go here anymore? Right. Um, quite frankly, part of your self-care, it needs to be when you say you have a right to hold your boundaries. And so... I mean, I think we need to say that very clearly. You can set your boundaries and you can, you have every right to insist on them. And if they're not going to respect them, you have to, mm-hmm. you, you can choose to reinforce say, your boundaries for you. Go ahead. Right, like your boundaries, boundaries are self-care. So, and they get a very bad name because human beings don't like to be told no. So you're, when you set a boundary on something, you're basically saying, no, that's not okay with me, right? And the other person has to hear no from you. That's what a boundary is doing. And they're not happy about that. And because so many of us want to be people pleasers, we don't like making other people unhappy, right? Right, right, but exactly. we need our boundaries. If we don't have our boundaries, then we, who's protecting us, right? Who's taking right. care of our space? So when you set a boundary, I think it's perfectly okay to set it and be very clear and say, listen, I, this year, not feeling great up here. I'm not talking about politics this year. Thanks. Can we talk about something else? Right. I mean, you can be that direct about your boundary if you need to be. And if people aren't respecting that space for you, 
it's a good old clue that that's somebody you might not want in your circle so much, right? Anybody who doesn't respect your boundaries is basically saying their needs come before yours. Right. Right. So um, that's what you're really hearing when you put down a boundary is that that person doesn't like that you're not going to help them with what it was they wanted help with, or you're not going to engage in the way that right. they want you to engage. Oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've kind of come to a conclusion for myself. <clears throat> Maybe others, other autistics have found this. If you're finding it difficult to um, respect other people's boundaries and or have difficulty with others not respecting yours, the more you build up your own healthy boundaries, the easier it will could be. I'm sorry, I don't mean to generalize because I know we're all different. But the easier it could be to uh, help you manage what's going on with someone else's boundaries. Yeah. You have the right to set your boundaries. And you have and, and the thing is is that part of the problem is is that with boundaries, they can't cross them without your permission. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we give that permission without actually saying, you can cross my boundary. Right. And when when we're talking about an election year, like I say, where everything is coming you know, 110 miles an hour. And, and you know, repetitive, right? It's yes. The same information over and over again. Um, and as something I want to talk about too, is that you mentioned is, is sort of how for some of us, right, the news came from very particular places and that's it. And news was respected, right? The information that came out in the news was respected. And what happened with the internet is there became a need to have immediate information all the time for people. And yeah. we need to do that. We often get misinformation before we get the correct information, right? That's, that's so right. We get partial stories or pieces or partial facts and parts of stories and, and that kind of stuff mm. until the entire story sort of really comes to light. Um, and mm-hmm. what that means is a lot of mess in our brains trying to keep it all straight, right? While all that's happening. Um, and there's some people that will tell you that's a political strategy is to overwhelm us right? Mm -hmm. Or to repeat things to the point where we're saying it ourselves or whatever. And so we need to think about how much we're allowing the political quote-unquote marketing, right, that's going on, influence our, the news that we're getting or influence the other things, right? Yeah. Um, You know, it's just as much of a marketing game and a business plan as it is a political campaign, right? And so we have to remember that we're you know, you're paying their bills when you, you know, give them money or you are following. And so is it someplace you really want to be doing it? Or are you being like marketing bullies into doing Mm. it, right? Which is how you feel a lot of the time. You're just so bombarded with emails and commercials and Mm -hmm. sponsored ads and this and that, right? So being clear about how much of it you want to care about and to what extent, right, is really important in an election year. That's that is the spoon management we have to do. It's like, maybe checking in on the election once a week is good enough for me, or maybe once every two weeks is good enough for me, right? Um, nothing happens that fast except for a bunch of gossip in between there. So is that, yeah. what, do you, are you interested in that? And some people are, and this can mm-hmm. be a great year for you, but beware of overwhelm zone, right? Mm-hmm. Really easy to hyper-focus in it because there's special interests, right? And let all the other things go, like how we treat our friends, taking care of our personal hygiene, right? Making sure yep. we meal plan, all of the other things our spoons are supposed to go to. Um, yeah. That's just as important, right? And, and not overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. And one other message before we get into barriers, which we're already crossing into, but the other matter that I think we have to say, honestly, a lot of political ads are fear-based. They're based on making you afraid of what the other politician is doing and they and and actually there's another way of saying that they're basically uh, unsettling your sense of security basically mm-hmm. and that's one of those things that i'm sure many of us autistics that's what we feel so overwhelmed by there's this informational overload i like to call it informational overload coming in and then there's all this fear-based adding and everything it, it's it's very and difficult to sift through that right and decide right. what is the real stuff in here is exhausting right? right 
And that, and this is, well, we'll get there. There's things, other things about it that as autistic people are specifically uncomfortable. There's a lot of lying and stuff that goes on during this year and a lot of false information. And, and I think that is also part of our discomfort. After this next commercial break, Becca, Lori, Hector, and I are going to talk about some barriers, which includes people's presumptions of incompetence, that they need to tell us what to think and how to vote, as well as using your boundaries to be part of doing some good self-advocacy. Please stay tuned. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Self-direction has many different names. Self-determination, consumer direction, and even PDO. But they all mean the same thing. You are in control of your long-term care. With self-direction, choose what's best for you. Hire the people that you trust. In some states, they can even be your family. Manage your long-term care expenses. Self-direction offers the same or lower cost than other options. Control your care and choose the support that is most important to you. You deserve to be supported in your home and community, surrounded by friends and activities you love. With self-direction, you can live life on your own terms, regardless of age or ability. Take control of your care. Visit gtindependence.com. The list of new shows for the fall with topics, guests, and descriptions are available at todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash podcast hyphen episodes forward slash podcast hyphen episodes. Some of the topics will be autistics collaborating with autistics, online dating, October will be focused on autistics and ADHD, autistic parents, Autistic adults are adults, not children. Managing holiday stress and communicating with autistics. I am in the process of planning for season three in 2023 with a focus on the strengths and achievements of autistic adults, highlighting all that we can accomplish. Today's autistic moment is successful because of the sponsors and those who donate to my Patreon page. Your financial support for this podcast enables me to reach out to other autistic adults and our caregivers on and off the show to network and collaborate. Please go to todaysautisticmoment.com and click on the blue button to support the work of Today's Autistic Moment. Please share the podcast shows through your social media networks and help spread the word about what Today's Autistic Moment is doing for autistic adults and our caregivers. Thank you for supporting the work of today's Autistic Moment. The most important work that people do is take care of each other and the people who provide your care should have the best support. Life Superior is here to help you and your caretakers. This family-owned business is one of Minnesota's fastest-growing personal care providers because of the support they provide for their clients and co-workers. If you need a PCA agency that combines compassion and professionalism, or if you care for someone today and would like to learn how to get paid for this work, please call us at 612 824 4348 or visit us at lifesuperior.com 
forward slash autism. Well, now I want to talk a little bit more about what are our boundary, sorry, what are our barriers? Um, and, and we're naming quite a few of them. And um, our sensory processing is not really the negative that it often gets mm. marked as. Actually, our, sometimes in situations like this, our sensory processing is telling us all the right things. Right. It's just that, and this is where I think one of the barriers is, um, because of how society looks upon autistic people as having a problem, a bunch of problems. I think, I think sometimes we allow ourselves to second guess our sensory processing. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And so this is one of those things that I think is a real barrier. So um, well, I'd like I you to answer that, that please. That's Go really a, a part of, uh, I think, the stigma and bias against autistic people and autistic brains out there, right? It's what I call, like, I when I coach or when I'm working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, I teach people about reconnecting with your gut. And I call it trust your gut. You're calling it sensory, like paying attention to our sensory overwhelm, right? It's the same thing. It, your body is giving you signals all the time about whether things are good or bad for you. And over the course of our lives, autistic, our, artistics are told repeatedly that the way we naturally experience things, the way that we feel about things naturally and instinctually is wrong. That's what we're told. We're told, no, that's not how you're supposed to. That's why, why do you think that's fun? We get at why that's not fun. That's not what fun looks like. And yet for us, it is joy, right? It is. Mm -hmm. fun. So as we're growing, right, we're constantly invalidated about our experiences that we're having. Right. And yeah. when you get invalidated in that way, you stop trusting yourself. Right. right. And you start to do yes. things like, well, whatever I'm thinking, I'm going to do the opposite because I'm always wrong. Right. And when that becomes your thinking, right, really easy to say to yourself, yeah, I feel my body doing all that, but, you know, it, it does it all the time. It's nothing. I'm supposed to ignore it. Yeah. Right. And that's what yeah. we, we learn to do, especially those of us who were late diagnosed, right, in adulthood. We have a lot of time learning to mask and hiding our feelings and what we need and our needs, right? Um, yeah. So it comes into play here, right? How yeah. we are um swayed one way or another by that mm. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I think one of our barriers is also uh a social um presumption of incompetence. Mm. We get this more times than should be legal, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, but there is a presumption on some people that because that suggests that we're not able to uh, filter our own <laughs> information we receive. So they have to be telling us what they think right. is in order to, you know, what, and quite frankly, so a lot of that is gaslighting. Right. Uh, but the is thing it, is, right? is, so a lot of yeah. opinions get imposed upon us, right? Exactly. Do, yeah. Right. And, and, and it's just assumed, well, you, right, like when you were a kid, um, it was just assumed whatever your family's political notions were, right, were assumed to be yours. And much like that, when uh, people find out that you're autistic, they assume that they need to tell you how to think about politics. Exactly. That they need to tell you how to interpret this information, that you're somehow incapable. And a word we use all the time to describe that is infantilization, right? Yes. Where the minute we we tell people we're autistic, they imagine that we're children and that we mm -hmm. they now need to speak louder and slower to us and explain the big words, right? And tell us, you know, how the Senate works. Well, guess what? We all kind of can figure that out. And if we are 
interested in politics, we've probably read more about it than you have. So right. that's, you know, that's the joke of it in the end. But the minute that word autism or neurodiverse comes out of your mouth, there is that unconscious bias of the other person, right? Yeah. Yeah. That enters into our politics. And again, this is where I say boundaries, right? Absolutely. Because no, thank you to your, you know, I appreciate you're wanting to help me, but I'm an adult, right? Um, thank you. It's another yeah. red flag about whether this person is someone you want to have in your life, period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, absolutely. And I know it's hard because many of us feel so isolated, but quite frankly, you are um, you are free to decide where your boundaries are as well as the people you associate with. You do have that right. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think all too often, like once again, I like how you talk about infantilization. And by the way, I'm going to have a show in November. Uh, like I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert A. Klaus the third, he's going to come and talk about infantilization. Uh, but you're right. They assume that because we are autistic, we must be talked down to, we must be condescended. And basically, they make the presumption that our opinions, whatever they are, they're not completely informed. And so they feel like they have to fill in the gaps. Right. They have to educate us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so, and that's um, part of this discomfort in the election year too, right? It's like you, there's no safe space away from it. And so creating those safe spaces becomes important. Creating places in your life where you can take breaks from it, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, if you're a video game person, knowing that you need time, like disconnected from your phone and not watching the news mm -hmm. away from that input, so just go sit and play video games. And like ground yeah. or go for a walk in nature if that's your thing or go for a swim at the beach whatever your thing is right to just ground yourself to remember that just because that election is going on doesn't mean the rest of the world has stopped mm, yeah life has stopped yeah absolutely you know i'm gonna say this because this is something about myself and there are most likely other autistics who may also do this um i have been very much involved in a lot of politics in my local area because of our work for LGBTQ equality and that sort of thing. So yes, I've been very involved in that sort of thing. And I'm glad that we did what we did. In fact, 10 years ago this year, the state of Minnesota had a, a, a same-sex marriage ban to that was going to be added to our constitution and minnesota was was one of if not the first to actually vote no on something like that we did it successfully but it was a lot of work to do it and over time this is one of those things that um this is again my opinion no one is required to agree or disagree but one thing i've learned over the years <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, the worst possible thing that has happened to American electoral politics is the commentary news media, <laughs> yeah. uh, because, because they're all coming at you from a particular party's point of view. And when we absorb that information, it's once again, we're, we don't, it's hard to not take that seriously. And we wind up forming our opinions based on it. It may be helpful, but I also feel it's part of what overwhelms us, quite frankly. Um, you know. Well, um, question three, of course, is what steps do autistic adults and our supporters need to take to advocate for our needs? And here we find those tools. And I'm going to name it. You know, we have an incredible tool in how much we can focus on something we're doing. So one of my suggestions is that instead of thinking about your focusing, focus on something that relaxes you, something you enjoy and use it to block out the things that you don't need to be 
paying attention that you know that are overwhelming you that's i i would say this is one of those ways that you can use what again what society tends to say is something that's quote weird use it to your advantage and and by all means use those autistic strengths to our advantage that's my first suggestion now i'll let you you go on with a few more sure so um, I definitely think, you know, I talked about one really early on, which is controlling your input and yeah. deciding where you're getting your information from, how much of your time you want to give to it, and being really clear about those boundaries for yourself so that you don't end up being depleted and exhausted or overwhelmed because you haven't carefully managed your spoons, right? It's really easy to lose track of them in this context. Right, right. Um, I want to say the other word I want to use is balance. That is a word that I think is really important for a very black and white brain, right? Um, is this idea that in between being on and off, there's some gray area in there. And so um, because that's true, it's okay to do some politics and some whatever, but knowing your limits for that yes. is super important, right? Knowing, you know, maybe I don't mind engaging with two or three close friends about it, but I don't feel like going to a bar and talking to the entire bar about politics, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Knowing what environments work for you and all of that, because um, it can also be a source of really engaging conversation for a lot of people. So just understanding yeah. that whether the election year is giving you good overwhelm or bad overwhelm, right, quote unquote, that it's still a matter of balance. It's about making sure that while you're involved in that hyper-focus, either avoiding it or getting involved in it, right, that you're doing other things as well, that you're attuned to your other parts of your humanness, right, that you're still right. spending time with pets, you still have your energy to do that, your energy to do any exercise, you're eating and meal plans, you're sleeping, right, stuff mm -hmm. like that, um, knowing that things when we're putting input in here it affects those things some of us get right. nervous and anxious and we can't sleep or we can't eat properly um, and mm -hmm. if we go too long not doing those things it will start to cause bigger problems in our lives as a whole yeah so i agree being clear about you know how much of it is you know we let in because there's only a certain a lot of it is marketing and in a marketing campaign there's a lot of untruth right? Like yeah. Marketing campaign. So no, yeah. a good chunk of what you're going to spend your time doing is weeding through the garbage, right? Um, mm. has to come into your decision-making as well. Yeah. I also want to kind of talk, we, we all know that when, once we get into, especially the late month of October, I'm sorry, late month, September and October, the TV commercials are coming at us extra fast. Uh, extra a lot more okay so here's a couple of my suggestions number one um every now and then log out of your social medias just log out of them turn them off okay go do something go do something do something else but log off of them i remember in in 2020 i i had those moments where it was coming two three days in a row and finally i said nope I'm just shutting it off and I'm not going to open it for two, three days. Do that if you have to. And the second thing is, um, you know, there's a reason why they came up with mutes on TVs, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And another piece of info, uh, another piece of advice I want to give you, if you're getting emails asking you to sign petitions, because I get those all the Robot. time. So many. There's so many of them. One thing you should know that is if you if you answer or participate in like assigning anything, what that winds up doing is uh, being uh, sent to other organizations and stuff so they can add on to that. So you want to be careful about signing petitions and that sort of thing because before you know it, there's there's one network in specific that I've had to, you know, unsubscribe from all of them because once I I answered um, a petition for one of their organizations, a hundred others followed after. Right. So yeah, therefore, it's like oh, this yeah. person will participate if we send them things. That's what the right. computer does. Right. They're, right. Um, their algorithms are set to know, oh, this person will participate, so let's send them another thing. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. So be yeah. careful, yeah. Yeah, be careful. It gets overwhelming, 
And quite frankly, no, you don't have to participate in the signing of the petition because I guarantee you, if you don't already know, but once you sign that petition, the next thing you'll be asked for is to donate money. And I was just going to say that. Go ahead. I was go just ahead. going to talk about money because that's my next fear for our community always is that people take advantage of us financially. And we're yep. already a group of people that are struggling financially. So right. what I want to say is um, unless you are, you have enough money that you could take a bath in it and drain it down the bathtub every day, don't give them money. There are plenty of people out there with plenty more money than you that will donate right? To, in ways, your $5 or $20 or $50 isn't going to impact when people are donating at a $1.1 million at a time, right? Right. So right. don't feel like um, your money is the way to show your solidarity. If you feel like you want to support somebody, I would choose any other way but monetarily. Like go volunteer for that campaign office if you want right. to. Go right. send some emails, make some phone calls, you know, do some campaigning for them, which costs you only your energy and they don't pay you anything and no money exchanges hands, right? Right. Um, yeah. But you're still supporting their work. And so think outside of the box in that way too, ways besides money that you can support. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 by all means, if you are being bombarded with emails. Go ahead and unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I I've had many that I've I've signed and then I've subscribed and unsubscribed because you know. And if 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 they give you a little box that says why, you just say I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't go ahead and answer that. You know, Be, one of the great strengths that autistics have is that when we're asked a question, we answer them quite honestly. Correct. And use that use that power. Use that strength. You know, if they're saying what you say, I'm overwhelmed, you know, no, <laughs> um, you know, um, because sadly, that bombardment that we experience, um, it has the potential to drain our compassion to the point where we don't feel anything anymore. Mm -hmm. That's where I was in the year 2020 between COVID-19 the elections and all the other things going on. There was so much grief and trouble and, and bad news that I got to a place where I can't even feel badly about anything anymore. Right. I can't because, just, you know, I can't, it's yeah, right. it's all, it's, and it's all there and it's compacted. And I just and can't take on it. Is, here's the, the other side of it. That's how we feel, right? Come November 15th though, right? When it's all said and done and we, we move almost immediately, the media will take us into the holidays, right? Almost right. immediately, they will say, okay, all of our election coverage is over, done, done, we're done, right? And we're moving on to the holidays and then it's a new year and then something else will be happening, right? Right. It's this emotional journey that's crazy. It sucks us dry of our energy and then we're left sort of depleted and they move on right yeah so knowing that rather than to end up in december totally depleted you need to take your time throughout the election year you don't have to ride the roller coaster that they're setting out for you you don't right. have to get on you know yeah That's absolutely yeah and uh becca Lori hector is coming back into december to talk about managing holiday stress which and that'll be perfect for when we get there uh, but yeah, I, I mean, um, as far as advocating for yourself, we've already mentioned boundaries. Yes, you need to set your boundaries. You need to look at your strengths and, and use them to your advantage. After this final commercial break, I'm going to finish up my conversation with Becca Laurie Hector, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Please stay tuned. Are you autistic and the owner and or host for a podcast that is by and for autistics? If so, I have a very exciting networking opportunity for you. I am cordially inviting you 
to attend a live virtual initial meeting to talk about the creation of the International Autistic Podcasters Association on Thursday, March 16th, 2023 at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. During this meeting, we can talk about what we might like an International Autistic Podcasters Association to look like and what we could do. The association members can share with each other what our podcasts are about, what is working well, what might need improvements, and promote ourselves and each other to attract more listeners. The meeting will be recorded with a transcript and made available on today's Autistic Moments YouTube channel. To read more about the meeting, go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash APA forward slash. Please share the news and link with any autistic person you know who owns and or hosts a podcast for other autistic people. If you have any questions or concerns, send an email to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com. Hello, autism community. My name is Lisa Morgan. I'm an autistic adult too, and I know firsthand what it feels like to be unintentionally harmed by well-meaning professionals when reaching out for help. My passion is to help autistic people find and use their own unique strengths to help themselves. Are you rule-based, a literal thinker, have a focused interest? Let's figure out together how to use the strengths of autism to find solutions. I offer life coaching for autistic adults and individualized workshops for professionals. To find out more, go to autismcrisissupport.com. The fall shows begin on September 5th with Zephyr James coming back to invite you into a fantastic conversation about autistics collaborating with autistics. Over the past four years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been organizing the annual Autistic Community Summit. This year's summit will be on September 17th. It is always a wonderful time as autistics come together to collaborate and support each other. Zephyr and I will share with you the exciting results we have been seeing when autistics collaborate with autistics. On September 19th, don't miss my conversation with Candace Christensen about online dating, what autistics need to know. The convenience of the internet might seem like a great way to find that perfect person to date. However, many autistics find it difficult not to fall into certain social traps that can include but not be limited to dating someone who is abusive and are finding someone who does not respect our boundaries or just rejects us. Come hear Candace's important advice to help you stay safe when you use apps for online dating. In October, today's Autistic Moment will be recognizing ADHD Awareness Month. There are many autistics who also have Attention Deficit Disorder and or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. On October 3rd, Tess Crombie will be my guest to talk about autistics with ADHD. On October 17th, I will be joined by Peter Warmby, who is an outstanding autistic journalist and advocate in the United Kingdom for the episode, The Intersection of Autism and ADHD. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment.
Well, Becca, um, our conversations have been marvelous. I agree. I really have enjoyed them. Me I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've given our audience uh, some really good feedback about self-care. And I can tell you, honestly, I am definitely going to be doing this again. Um, but I do want to uh, just mention, you're, you're hearing a lot about this, but in 2023, I'm going to be spending the year talking about our strengths and achievements. Um, and I think we have to, to kind of focus in on a lot of those. And that's going to be kind of part of our self-care because we are so overwhelmed with medical diagnoses. We're overwhelmed by the pressures of society to make, make certain presumptions on us. And I think if we can focus on our strengths and our achievements about instead of taking these things that most of us, most people say, this is weird about you. We say, no, this is actually what strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And this is what helps me to achieve a lot of things. I feel that that is a great way to help uh, flip the script mm-hmm. regarding autistics. Um, and cheer each other on. When you see other autistics out there doing their best and, yep. and putting things out there, share their stuff, right? Share their stuff, them. yeah. There's yeah. so much space in the world for all of us, and we need to occupy that space. So help, you know, like help everybody else to, to get out there and help you know, all each other to get our voices out there because... Um, alone is not a cool thing. Alone, it doesn't help you to do much. We do a right. lot better in groups than with large numbers. So, you know, helping yeah. each other on is really important in our community. It is. And Becca and I can both t- both tell you quite quite honestly, if you're looking for other autistics with whom you can converse positively, get some great energy from them, go on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I am just... I continue to be overwhelmed in a good way. Uh, I have found so many very well-informed, very exciting people who are just sharing information and 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 sharing everything from surveys to podcasts to events, and just it's just fa- fantastic. Um, and there's a lot of folks on there, autistics who are professionals. There are some who are just they just want the community. They want to interact. Do it because, boy, I have just, I cannot say enough how energizing I find that. I agree. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, the landscape has changed on LinkedIn. There are a lot more of us that are open and out um, while being professional at the same time and while having these um, higher level conversations. And I, I yeah. love it while I do really enjoy it on the next. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, um, Becca, thank you so much for being here again. And um, my the information about your website will be on mine, and um, and and there is some information about how to contact Becca if you want to get get in touch with her. Uh, but um, uh, once again, lastly, you know, thank you again for this wonderful summer of sharing this information. It was really, it's been a pleasure and I'm excited to come back in December. So I'll see you then. Absolutely. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. All of these events announced with the links can be found at todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board forward slash. Alternauts Incorporated invites you to a virtual insightful panel discussion on Wednesday, August 24th at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time entitled Neurodiversity and the Workplace, Organizational Do's and Don'ts. Join the speakers Haley Moss, Philip E. Wagner, Samuel J. Levine, and Rajash Anandan as they discuss creating inclusive, equitable, and accessible workplace environments. To register, go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board forward slash and click on Alternauts, Neurodiversity, and the Workplace Panel Discussion. You were invited to MICC's 5th Annual Independence 5K Run Walk on Saturday, October 1st 
at Donaldson Park in Richfield, Minnesota. Check-in registration is at 9 o'clock a.m. The race begins at 10 o'clock a.m. Go to miccommunity.org. Understanding Autism virtual classes will be offered by the Autism Society of Minnesota. These classes are perfect for autistic individuals, caregivers, those who want to understand the basics of autism, and support autistic people. Classes will be held on September 19th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., October 17th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., November 21st from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., December 19th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Classes are free of charge, but you must register to attend. Registration is now open to attend the fall virtual classes for the Autism Direct Support Certification at the Autism Society of Minnesota. Classes will be held on September 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th, and October 7th. Scholarships to attend are available, but you must register to attend. Registration is now open to attend the 5th Annual Autistic Community Summit on Saturday, September 17th at the Masonic Institute for the Developing Brain at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Go to AUSM.org for more information about these and other events at the Autism Society of Minnesota. If you have events for autistic adults and our supporters and would like them announced in today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board on the next episode on September 5th, please send them to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com by 4.30 p.m. on Friday, September 2nd. Today's Autistic Moment is sponsored in part by Looking Forward Life Coaching. Looking Forward turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones towards success. Go to lookingforwardlc.org for more information. If you have a topic that you think will be a great contribution to talk about the strengths and achievements of autistic adults and or want to be a guest in Season 3 in 2023, want your business or organization mentioned, or have questions about today's Autistic Moment, please send an email to p-k-l-o-w-e at todaysautisticmoment.com. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. May you have an autistically amazing day.